0: Well, welcome back to the podcast, welcome to episode number 109 of Starting the Conversation and welcome to what I was about to say, a bit of a different episode for the podcast, but... If that is not just the story of this podcast life right now I don't know what is Turns out adapting a podcast Which which solely relies on in-person recordings Is slightly difficult when there is a global pandemic going on But hey ho, we're just I hope you guys enjoyed the Emily and Alice show That's been going on for the last month or so It was actually a lot of fun to sit down And record those episodes before lockdown came into place And hopefully you guys enjoyed getting a bit more of a window Into our dynamic and the way that we work together and what that looks like. Now, today's episode truly did not mean to happen because what you're gonna listen into today is a session with my business mentor, Joe Hooper. Now, I started working with Joe earlier this year and the work that I'm doing with Joe is focused on making sure that my business doesn't just work for others, but it also works well for me. Joe is a total genius at holding a mirror up to you and helping you to understand how your business is and isn't working for your wellbeing and for your mental health. So as you guys might be familiar with, my business is shifting quite a lot this year and Jo is playing a really vital role in helping to fill in the gaps in that transition, in ensuring that this transition and the new business that I'm stepping into has me thriving, not just surviving, and serves my needs alongside the needs of others. Now the episode that you're about to listen into was mine and Joe's third session and in this session we focused in on what this season is teaching me about how I measure success, about the trust that I can put in me and my business and ultimately about what is and isn't important moving forward as this season hopefully begins to change. Now, so, so much for me has come out of this forced change of pace, which we're sat in right now. And whilst of course, the good that's come out of what's going on, doesn't even nearly outweigh the bad, it's interesting to acknowledge how a lot of those lessons learnt and realizations and clarity would never have happened if it weren't without what's going on right now. So when I ended this session with Joe, just completely unaware that it might be a podcast episode, I suddenly wondered whether it might be of benefit to some of you to listen in on what this season is teaching me and how it's looking for me as a business owner. Now, nothing has been removed from this conversation other than the start and the end, which you wouldn't wanna listen in on because it's just random chit chat. So I hope you guys enjoy a completely uncut look at what the last few weeks have looked like for me and my business and how this season and what's going on right now is impacting the long-term of what I do. A lot has changed since yeah. when we last spoke. In many ways, um, yeah, things are okay. I feel, I feel like I've settled. Like yeah, it was like that initial week of shit. What is yeah. happening? And my just big question was just like, how do I help? What can I do? Mm. I kind of knew going into it. You know, my business is impacted, but not at all in a way where I feel the need to process that because I'm actually just in a really privileged position with that. So I'm, I guess for me, that weight of the first week was more just kind of, how do I try and do something for others Mm. and be productive and useful in this time for other people and for myself. So that feels clearer. The second that I launched the six week thing and that worked, I felt a huge relief of just like, Mm -hmm. okay, this feels better. I've got a plan. I know one thing that I am doing. Yeah, And yeah, it's been tiring. Like I've definitely appreciated prior to all of this kicking off kind of some of the boundary stuff that we've done, even in terms of like not putting calls in before 10, Mm -hmm. that's just been such a saving grace at the moment, just because it's taking good like two hours to actually just get my head in the zone. Yeah, I usually would have started working at seven or eight, but this is my first bit of work of the day because I'm just having to do more and put more into my morning routine to actually get myself in a mood where I can coach or I can, do work, so that's helpful to realise and I feel like I've now kind of found the new normal of this season which Mm. is good, I feel grateful for that yeah, yeah, things are alright it's just adjusting, isn't it yeah, and
1: I think um, like in a way, for you because you're thinking of kind of September being a sort of start Mm. of a new normal, whether anything else is happening or not it's kind of it's not good timing. There's never good timing to have a pandemic. No one wants a pandemic. But, it but it you does know, line up with that. Exactly. It, it kind of, um, to be honest, I think in a way it's almost positive for you that your sort of mental capacity is lower than it, it mm. normally would be at the moment because it, I think it will help you to perhaps see what, to to test out a new way of working, to test out what supports you, what helps you, to test out what feels too little, too much. Um, So you could almost see this period as a bit of experimentation before Mm -hmm. the new kind of way of working from September.
0: Yeah, I would agree. In a way, if, if working towards, you know, providing this doesn't last past September, it does line up quite nicely with like, this year is just about shifting and getting the foundations to be better actually having a bit more headspace to do that and almost just being forced to do that Mm. yeah it does feel like not not good timing I still would prefer it didn't happen but yeah of course it still lines up which I'm grateful for my goals for the year are slightly different but they're still all in the same direction which feels nice
1: yeah definitely and I think as well it um it will be good in this next at least month to really reflect regularly on like your capacity and how your days are working. Mm. And I know last time we talked about setting a kind of max client capacity of eight clients at any one time. And I don't know where you are at the moment in terms of that, but I think it would be good to, and it's it's something that I could maybe put together a little check-in prompts for you on, but to regularly mm. check in with your energy levels and your capacity and Mm -hmm. because I think it could be quite easy to slowly slowly creep past what's
0: sustainable for you right now yes yeah I would agree and it's interesting as well being in that phase of transition of like ever so slowly I mean I'm still doing like two days a week which are like seven max client calls which is enough um but it is it's nice to feel like I've tipped past the point of no more coming in and I keep reminding myself of that of like oh this is my like yesterday I had two clients it was their last call and that was really weird because I was like oh I just assume it's always going to be this way but actually over the next (laughs) few months it is going to get quieter but what's interesting as well is that more and more clients who I've worked with previously are coming back and saying can I do a chunk mm. of four sessions or can I do extra and I think I've got to be sensible with myself when I'm thinking about like September's new normal with limits of actually also having consideration in there for those people because actually that's my favorite work I'd way rather you know it's not doesn't make sense for the business but it, I quite like just continuing working with the same people and that's mm. easy for me and I know the vibe and it's all good so I guess creating Yeah, a quota for that work too, I think would help me to see it as something that I do want to bring in more of, but also for me to know where the limit is. Because at the moment, I'll just say to clients, like, if you're a past client, I've always got space for you, but Mm -hmm. I'm more aware that I actually don't. (laughs) Yeah, but I am noting at the moment, like that, what we talked about last session in terms of appreciating when it's intense and then really quiet, that's been a real saving grace in this season. Of really like, like having days like yesterday where I genuinely wake up and just think, Oh my gosh, today is a day and yeah. then get to the end of it and just know that I can have like today is just completely different energy. Mm-hmm. I've realized that is a model that really helps me. And that's definitely something that I want to, yeah, keep in place because it's been mm-hmm. helpful to have that in place as this has been going on. So I think it's useful on a day to day.
1: Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and that's, we've talked about that a little bit, haven't we about kind of, Intense and slow, intense and slow, and that mm. kind of um balance being really powerful for you and again, I think it's it will be interesting to use this next sort of month to three months in my head is what I'm thinking about, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. almost as a bit of experimentation based on mm-hmm. kind of like both with your capacity and with your ways of working, mm. and so again, I'd really encourage you to kind of regularly reflect on how like maybe that's a kind of weekly thing reflecting on the balance and the flow of the week, because that's all learning for us to kind of use to build a new routine from September.
0: Yeah. And it's really affirming as well, just to realize, like when I zoom out on my week, actually, it is beginning to take shape, take more of the shape, I guess, of what I do want my week to feel and look like. Mm. So in terms of like Fridays, now at the moment are actually super quiet and you know it almost it's, it's interesting I've taken away my kind of going into London and travel and events and mm-hmm. actually by doing that I've probably that I never made space for that stuff mm-hmm. I just squeezed that in so that would always get squeezed into a Friday or a Monday which would just set my week off whereas actually at home at the moment it's a really great routine of like Monday is my prep day Tuesday Thursdays are usually clients Wednesday is a bit of a like overflow do what you need to do day and then actually Friday I'm noticing I get to midday I've done all my work mm. and that's not something I've really ever had it, at least in the last like six months where I get to the end of the week and I'm like I've actually if I'm doing stuff now I'm just doing it because I've got time and I don't actually need to do this yeah. and that feels good and it yeah. feels good to realize my business like I some of the stuff I was doing that cost me a lot of energy and time doesn't isn't the stuff that really sustains my business mm-hmm. and it's fine if it's there for me to have fun or for me to network or whatever else but actually removing a lot of the shoulds around that is what my business costs with time with money with everything is really really powerful actually and work that I don't think I could have ever done prior to September unless this had happened yeah I would have never come into it
1: yeah I think so there if, I'm just going to make a quick note because yeah, it
0: just popped into my head so I'm gonna eat my apple while talk
1: yeah please do <laughs> okay so I think those are some like really powerful steps forward that you've taken without intending to so I think it would be really and obviously you have reflected on that stuff already but I would ask you to think about what do I want to keep from this time and what can that what can those things that I keep give to me Mm -hmm. um so like the the Mondays and the Fridays and think about it not just in terms of kind of productivity or utility but in terms of kind of feeling and energy and emotion and you've already touched on it but what you can let go of from your old old, what feels okay to let go of um, Mm. from your old routine and then I would ask you to dig a little bit deeper into that and think about why did I not give, why would I not have given myself permission to try that before? Mm. Because I think that will give you an understanding of what's kind of, what was underneath those, what felt like non-negotiables or what felt like key parts of your business. Mm. What, what is the kind of foundational thought or belief underneath those things? Yeah,
0: that's really interesting. And I think it comes back a bit to what we were talking about before around me sometimes measuring. Like I think this has been a really interesting time for almost readjusting actually how I measure the success of my business. Mm. Actually, right now, my business isn't shiny, it's not exciting, I'm not traveling, I'm not doing fun things, I'm not mm. speaking at it. Like all of that is gone, but actually, I probably am enjoying my business. You know, I wouldn't, I don't, I would, I can't remember a few months ago enough to compare, but to me, <laughs> like this feels good. And it's removed a lot of the like stuff that I think I was doing just because I felt like I should or because I thought it looked good or I don't know. I just thought like those are the things that you do. Yeah. And I'd often, it's interesting looking back because I'd often look at people who never travel in, I don't know, stupid things, like never travel into London or never do anything in person. And it was all them at their homes in the countryside. And I'd always be like, what a sad life. <laughs> and then I'm living it and I'm like, this is actually really nice. I like, great. <laughs> there's elements of this that I enjoy. So yeah, I think as talking to a friend about this yesterday, it feels really important to not just have all these thoughts and realizations. And actually, that thought around like the stuff that I was doing before that I felt like I should or had to do, I didn't really realize that until I said it out loud. If I'm so keen that those things turn into action, and I actually in two years' time can recognize that I've still carried that on,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it's not just like here's the most amazing opportunity and weirdest opportunity to learn something, and I'm never going to do anything with it. Yeah. I want to carry that through,
1: and I think um, again, it's so hard to talk about the current situation and not make it sound that you know you're trivialising it or anything. But what I, I'm trying to say is that I think there are some opportunities for learning and growth mm. and shifting in this time, particularly for you, and particularly in the sort of season that you're in in your business at the moment. That actually, given that this period in the world probably is going to go on for you know months rather than weeks I think yeah. it gives you the opportunity to do some of that deep reflection and then to consider how we turn it into action yeah um, and so I'll be really interested to hear how you dig into those questions and then also one other thing that I would think about is how could those changes or those those changes those things that you want to let go of or or keep hold of from this time moving forwards, how can those things benefit life, Alice? Mm. How can those things benefit that balance that you have been striving for, that you found it difficult to to grasp or to find? Mm. Um, Because there's clearly some things in the way that you run your business and work in your business that feel that you want to carry them on. But I think Mm. it'd be really interesting to look at how will those then impact Positively, hopefully, life, Alice, and the kind of um, the life that you want to have.
0: Yes, yeah, and it's really interesting as well to see how, in this kind of weird old time, my which wasn't that intentional. I started, I think, because I kind of knew I needed to. Because mindset is such a like it's the only thing that's keeping me going right now. <laughs> Actually, focus a lot more on myself. Yeah, in the sense of like not just using time that isn't at work to kind of just be in like a weird numb state or just recover from work or just prepare for work but to really clearly separate the two because I think that's what I've kind of needed to do has been really valuable
1: mm-hmm. and in
0: a way it feels like up until this point my biggest priority has always been okay like what's the expectation standard within the business and how do I level that up and what what do I need to do for that and it feels like this kind of sh- slow shift is moving of like okay that doesn't need if that's, that's reached a point where it's got enough and you know right now I don't have even like the near future crazy dreams of how it's going to expand I feel pretty good with what's there mm. it's interesting to me that my energy has then gone to me because I always thought that was something I just didn't care about but I think in the way I just it just wasn't a priority I didn't have the capacity to care about it before and now because the business is asking less of me and I'm not that fussed to give it more and my energy isn't just being able to be spent doing random crap it feels positive to be doing more kind of self-work just even in terms of like looking after myself better eating better exercising more having hobbies like reading all of those things where I'd always been like yeah those are things I know I should do <laughs> I'm to myself that I'm actually doing them right now
1: <laughs> okay I think that's also like a, a phenomenally important realization mm-hmm. Um, and shift that you're already making in behavior. Um, And I think what would be really interesting to dig into is you said the business is asking less of me and I have less energy to give it. And I'm actually Mm. quite happy with where the business is at right now. Yeah. You know, when we were recording our podcast and you were talking about the kind of constant forward motion and striving and Mm. I want to get there quicker, better, faster. Mm. Um, It feels like, the intensity of that mm. feeling or need has changed yes
0: yeah i guess in a way like when something like this happens it it sounds dramatic but it does just make you think what's actually important mm. and i think when i step back i feel like wildly grateful and proud of this business and the impact that it has
1: mm.
0: and actually i think it it was it was doing more than i thought it was doing more for me doing more for others doing more just in itself and it's interesting just to reflect on it and be like actually this is like this is the business that I always dreamt of having and I think I was just so set on running and growing and going and I'm glad I did that that I kind of never stopped just to be like oh actually it's okay like it feels like that moment of just stepping back and being like this is good enough Like there is not a level like there are these small ways to level up that I'm you know my that's just my brain I always want to keep moving things forward but I think particularly now having the plan in place of how the business evolves come September and feeling really confident in that and knowing that that is the right way to do it. I think I've just lost that crazy need every single night when I went to bed of like, I'm not doing enough. There's more I could do. Actually by putting a plan in place that completely aligns with what I do want to do, but does it in a realistic way. Mm. I'm actually finding it a lot easier just to do the things I need to do now and just trust that, That next step will come, which is a real shift. Yeah, that's a huge shift. I think Mm. your words
1: of this is good enough Mm. is like a is a real mindset shift from when we first started chatting. And I think it would be really powerful for you to dig into that as well. Like the I think that clearly is the knowledge that this is good enough and that you're proud of what you've built and that it's having a, a huge impact. That to me is quite clearly linked to that drop in need to constantly, relentlessly push forward. Yes. Um, so it'd be really interesting to dig into how you reached that feeling of it feeling good enough. What? Um, how mm. did you kind of quantify that? Like, and how could you turn that feeling into a kind of almost like a set of criteria for yourself moving forwards to know that. You are at, you and the business are at the place where it's good enough. And for now, maybe you don't need to be pushing, striving. You can allow yourself time to mm. do the things that benefit you.
0: Yeah. I, honestly, I think the biggest thing that's helped that has been getting my money in line. Because I know that was something I mentioned in our first session of just like, when you look at the business minus the money, you think like, oh yeah, that's going well. That seems to look right. Like, yeah, it's going got impact. Cool. But I always knew from a financial perspective, it was just a mess and it wasn't paying me. And I didn't really know what its expenditure was. And I didn't really understand, yeah, like what, it didn't feel like the finances mapped, lined up with when I looked at the business from a more qualitative perspective. And although nothing has changed, actually, just by like getting an accountant and talking through my money and having apps that actually just show me every single day what I've spent and how Mm -hmm. that lines up, and actually this opportunity to cut back all the
1: non-essential
0: spending and realizing how much my business actually just costs to run—I never knew that figure—and now, like eight days into April, I'm like, wow, like it's already at I think like £1,100, and I'm like, all of that spending, I none of that feels like I'd want to cut back on that. All feels really necessary but that's very valuable to almost just feel more i guess just to feel more secure financially mm. of just like i i felt like i was always pushing because i it was it money just never felt like this thing that i had control over it would just always go and obviously i obviously knew that money was an important thing whereas although my income hasn't changed if anything it's probably gone down just feeling more in control of it and aware of it and knowing what my like minimums are I think has helped take the weird pressure off. Cause I've realized like actually what I've got right now does sustain it. Mm. I've just got to change some of my behaviors around that mm. to make sure that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think, that was it. That's I think really it was the money cool. aspect and then just ultimately like taking away all of the stuff that I would usually measure my success by of like being busy, whatever that means. And actually just, Realizing, you know, bringing it's taking my own advice, isn't it, and taking it back to my why, and being like, actually, yeah. this business is achieving my why for me and my why for others. I think the the why for me was one that almost the money was the big question there. Of like, I'm satisfied, but actually, don't know if this is financially viable. Yeah. But to tick that box and then to lose all of the other crap that I would measure stuff by, and actually just realize that my coaching works. That's a I think that's been a really mm. valuable shift.
1: So if you've kind of taken this mental leap to move away from what your old markers of success were, which was kind of the busy and doing the cool, shiny stuff, mm. like you, outside of financial sustainability, do mm. you have an idea of what those new markers of success might be? It might not, mm. it might not be kind of um, tangible achievements. It might be more about how you feel about the business. It could be a mixture of the two.
0: Yeah. I think for me, it comes down to like why I do it for me and for others. So my why for me, I think is around just feeling each day, like I've done a good job. Mm. I think that it feels simple when I say it, but it is that just ending the day and being like, I've done well today. I've shown up for myself today. I've honored my intentions. I've honored my values. Mm. And I think before those values were maybe a bit skewed And the main thing is I was measuring up. by was like, hard work and busyness and, and shiny, which are still, you know, that's still true to me, but I think I've just upped the volume almost of the other values within that of Mm. making an impact and doing that in a way that feels good and treating other people. Well, so yeah, I think personally, it's just feeling, it's fulfillment really, isn't it? Just like this is good and I feel good about this. And then I think from the more kind of impact side of it, just to know that the business is, really in its like very vague sense, just helping other people to move forward and to level up in whatever way that might look like. And obviously that's where like I've changed around the way that I asked for feedback and made that a more kind of streamlined process. So that gets me that kind of actual helpful affirmation better and stops me searching for it in weird ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think since we started working together and obviously what's happened now is all just slowly those things into place so mm-hmm. that yeah that would be it feeling like I, it's a the thing of like feeling like i'm the business is good for me and good for others and obviously there's some probably clarification needed in that but that feels true great yeah
1: and i know i'm probably preaching to the choir here but um given that this is part of your six week thing process but have you taken some time to kind of write that down and capture what that because you just articulated a very um, much more feelings based approach to success than, than I think I've heard from you before. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't already, it might be worth, and obviously you'll get the audio recording of this so you could listen back. Let me just check what, I can't tell what time we're on. Well, 27 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but I think it would be maybe be worth capturing that in writing.
0: Yeah. No, I would agree. Because I think it's not that it felt like the, the why or the driving force before was wrong. I think it just feels like there's almost just like more realistic and true ways to actually measure the success of things. Like I've, I no longer can measure the success by the way that I traditionally would. So I've been forced to strip it back and then actually realize that those things do feel like enough.
1: It sounds to me what i'm hearing from you is to be honest more trust in yourself like when we spoke about previously um you know you said that you fear that you're not doing a good job and you're searching for ways to quantify or clarify that um Mm. it sounds to me what i'm hearing from you is much more trust in yourself that You are doing a good job, and that that you don't necessarily need those markers of success that you had before to know that you are doing the right thing by yourself and your business and the people you work with.
0: Mm, Yeah, I think that's yeah, that puts it really well. I think it is almost just the ability to step back and be like, "This is okay." Mm. Like, stop. And it was weird because I don't actually think that kind of attitude of pushing and striving really move things forward that much I think it just made my life annoying to live because I never (laughs) felt like I was doing good enough or being enough so almost just a step back and be like no like this is good I'm doing good and I still you know have a total desperation and heart to level this up and take it to bigger spaces but to be proud of what's here now Mm. in it's almost to me what feels like quite simplicity yeah that feels really important it just almost feels like a realignment of kind of how I, how I actually measure the success of the business and what success for the business actually looks like. Cause I just think in the everyday, it's so easy to actually lose sight of what that means.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It is like a cosmic push to step back this time, isn't it? And mm. they kind of see the, see right to the heart of what you're doing strip it back to the kind of see to the bare bones and and the fact that you can do that and say to yourself I feel really proud of this Mm. it's so powerful
0: yeah Um, and there's still a lot of like I like I did an Instagram post this morning basically just being like it's such a weird time to be a like educator or coach or blah 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 just because you feel so like there's a weird responsibility there, but no one quite knows that they're doing well. But even to be able to say that alongside that feels important.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm still feeling those weird feels sometimes, but when I do step back and think about it, I'm like, no, like this is, yeah, this feels good. Good. Which is weird to say that's such a difference from that first session on that first, yeah, that podcast recording. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's like... uh,
1: yeah i i think the fact that you do have that in that podcast recording is really important because mm. you can see what a huge mental shift you've been making over these past few months and that i'm really i really want you to think about after today about so you, you just said to me that the, the pushing and striving, it didn't actually benefit the business that much. It just made your life really hard. Yeah. And so the questions around what do I want to keep from this time? And what do I want to let go of from before? What stopped me from letting go of it? And how can those things that I'm going to keep and let go mm. of benefit life, Alice, I think will be really interesting to dig into. And I encourage you to like have a go at it twice. So like see what comes up first but then just put it aside for a few days or a week, whatever, let thoughts percolate and then come back to it. Because um, I've been finding recently, especially that, that my brain is taking a little bit longer to process things and mm. that to get to the, the sort of foundational thought, I need a bit of time and space. So you yes. might up, like something that might surprise you might come up if you take a bit of extra time. Mm.
0: Yeah. That sounds really valuable to do almost just to set in stone yeah what this looks like and what this means even with like we've just decided to stop the podcast for a few months and me a month ago would have so just been like no I've done it straight for two years I've never stopped it that's my measure of success it's blah 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 whereas actually to make that decision with real like confidence and clarity and just be like it's not serving what I'm needing to do right now Mm. sustaining it would just be selfish or would just be meeting those old measures of success that actually don't no one cares about and doesn't make a difference in the long run that's been interesting to observe because my yeah I would have never not would have never but my previous perspective wouldn't have have made that decision and felt so good about it mm. so it was really yeah it feels like a real privilege to just be shifting these things because these were like the things where like i'm sure you could always think oh that's not quite the right way of doing it but um, i'm what what better than a pandemic (laughs) well yeah that's why in a way i think this
1: is a uh, oh god there's no right way to say it is it but Mm. this is this time there will be benefits for you because it forces you to work and think in different ways so much as no one wants this to be happening of course there will be positive shifts for you potentially to come out of it it sounds like they're already yeah. young, which is
0: amazing yeah 100% and it's actually um, it's like three years I think this is like the fourth year of the business so it's interesting to like break that up into its years and be like oh okay like that is a shift to go from kind of the infancy of like the struggle and the push and the strain mm-hmm. to actually the point where it's like this feels a bit calmer. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, th- th- it's the hardest work it's ever been because it's the yeah. biggest it's been, but I feel good about that. And I feel like this has been such a powerful time just to remove a lot of the shoulds and the musts that actually weren't true or just weren't really serving mm-hmm. me or the business.
1: So and so one of your your goals or words for this year was to feel established mm. have you kind of reflected on how you feel about that now and mm. how how the, whether the business does feel established and whether that is still a goal that's important for you
0: yeah i mean when i even right yeah yeah okay <laughs> yeah i think i can't remember this ones. one that are like established creative and Sustainable. Balanced? Yeah, sustainable. I think I said balance and then realized that was an impossible goal. And um, <laughs> Not yeah. so possible
1: now. <laughs>
0: exactly. Very true. Um, yeah, it is interesting because when I think about even the business like six months ago or a year ago, if this would have happened, like that's why I feel, you know, I found it so devastating watching this happen to so many other businesses. I know that like I wouldn't have, I probably would have made it through, but like my business wouldn't have survived and wouldn't have been able to take it. But yeah. to be able to realize like, oh, okay, unless I want to push sales, which I don't, my income is going to go down for a few months. I have bank accounts with profit and with tax money if I need it sat in that will last me until September if I need it. Like I, I hate the idea of spending that money, but I have to remind myself that that is a huge jump for the business in terms of its like internal establishedness me word because um, I think previously I'd always measured established by being like super known in the industry and being people's go-to person when they think of marketing and everyone la, 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 la. and like, I still like that stuff is a part of being established but I think I realized like actually in the background my bu- my business has been becoming way more established in terms of even like my workload with it has gone down you know I'm putting more intense hours in in the sense of like An hour that I do now is probably the same work that I would do in two hours previously. So I'm working in a way that feels better for kind of my balance between personal and business. And financially, it is more established. And when I actually look at what established means in terms of my like the reputation and the brand side of things, I feel super happy with what that looks like in the circles that I'm in. So there still feels like space for that to grow. But I think there's a lot of what I didn't realize i'd already done with him being more established mm. but i didn't know it existed I or think... i just didn't care about it because i was like <laughs> that, that doesn't get me a book deal sorry oh Ooh, interesting book deal i have
1: to talk about that another time um so it sounds like then in terms of the sort of tangible markers of mm-hmm. being established it it feels like you're there
0: like you've got that financial mm. security, you're happy with the reputation, yeah, like that just be like it felt like a real market just to be able to say to Emily like if you're ill, if anything happens, like you I'll pay you until September, we're fine, like we're gonna be it's gonna impact the business financially, don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna come out of this stronger mm. financially, but to be able to step back and be like, actually, the business can survive this is something I don't think I could have ever said mm. before this year if it had happened, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's great to realize that it's more established than I thought it was, or just that the things that I was looking to measure established by weren't actually that important. No that much. <laughs>
1: um, I think as well, it would be interesting for you to think about how established feels. So um, obviously you've, you've kind of honed down what your tangible markers of of establishedness are I'm inventing more words um but but also about how it feels for you to work in the business and how it feels for you to have an established business what it feels Mm -hmm. like to you kind of emotionally and mentally I guess in terms of how you're working in the business because I think you've you've got some really practical Mm. Proof points, um, maybe interesting to dig into how that feels to you so that you have that as a kind of like a benchmark that you can go back to in the future. Does it feel established? Does it feel right to me? Does it feel like that time when I was clear Mm. that we were established? Um, yeah, something to have a think about.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think even from you saying that, it feels a lot like it's down to like that word of trust that you picked out feels really key of like trusting me and trusting the business. So even in the conversation around like not taking on coaching until September and just the trust that that took in, the, you know, the, almost just the for me, established feels like the trust of I don't need to push every mm-hmm. single day and every single week in every single direction for this business to continue going. Now, does an element of that pushing when done in the right way take it to the next level? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that's not the standard for how this needs to That's not what my business needs from me. It's what it might ask of me if I give it, you know, some crazy goal or a big thing to work towards. And that's my choice if I want to do that. But it's interesting to step back, take away a lot of that pushing and almost fear and be like, oh, this is okay. I feel like calm about this. I'm not panicking. There's no fear. There's no, Mm. I need to do more. I'm not doing enough, Mm. you know? If it was a normal time, I'd want to be doing a little bit more. But even just the clarification of those kind of two different states, I guess, feels really helpful. Because it's exhausting to be in that state all the time. I don't think I realized how tiring it was.
1: That makes me think of the the kind of... So you like... Busy days and quiet days, mm-hmm. you know, mixed into your routine. And so on a macro level, um, that trust versus pushing is, is those busy days and quiet days zoomed mm. right out to maybe your years or seasons in your business. Mm. And I think it'd be really interesting to think about in, a, in peacetime, in a normal year, what do those seasons of trust and the seasons of push look mm. like? How much of the push you want or feel that you need in the business to keep it at this level? Then yeah. how much of that trust time does it afford you? You know, we talked last time about having a bit of a cycle through your year in terms of onboarding mm-hmm. clients. I think it was a January, May and September mm-hmm. um, yeah. with August as a rest month. So let's have a think about how those seasons of, of trust and push fit with that flow of your year, because I think as well, that will from September give you a really solid foundation of what a kind of a a typical flow of a year looks like for you outside of your, you know, your standard business of onboarding clients.
0: Yes. Yeah. That feels really powerful to recognize almost to be forced into that trust and chill zone. Mm. I'm like, Oh, I kind of like, I, I don't think the way this year started, I could have kept Pushing I, in my head, I was pushing until August, and then August was a break month, and then September was, you know, an element more of that kind of trust and I guess contentment in the business. So it's interesting to be in the, that phase now and realize like the business is still growing, and the ways that I would measure that growth are still there. So actually, the kind of trust and almost just the season where I'm like, you can enjoy this and just sustain it, like, you don't need to push and go in and it doesn't need to be all this crazy madness which I do enjoy in its pockets yeah and um, feels really good to realize because I do love those push seasons where it's like a you know back end of last year and early this year felt like those times of just like go 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 everything's crazy it's all going on I do love that but when it's just that I think that's what gets me in that panic mindset of like crap this is what my business needs to sustain me I need to make more money so I don't need to be doing this I'm going to do more things and push and Measure the wrong things, mm. but to realize that actually this trust and kind of chill and enjoyment time, you know, still involves a lot of hard work and still mm. does move the business forward, but just doesn't contain that slight like madness. Yeah, um, yeah, that feels good to differentiate.
1: And I think it would be interesting to think about how much of that push time you you feel that the business needs. Mm. So like do you, how, how long would you say that push time was from the end of last year
0: to the start of this? How many months? It was probably like December, which would like, for me, when I think about it, push times are launches and client onboarding. Cause those mm-hmm. are just a lot of energy and a lot of time. So probably the peaks of that were like end of November, early December, when I was onboarding my last set of clients, launching the six week thing trying to finish up for the year and then the kind of second time I can recognize was probably almost like the first six weeks of this year where it was the six-week thing coaching was at its max it was an onboarding month the podcast was having its birthday like it was just four different projects at once so that yeah and I enjoy it but I enjoy it when that's why the six-week thing is six Mm -hmm. weeks long because then it ends and then I get to stop (laughs) so even thinking about how all those different launches almost combine to create a big push at once rather than like a steady push the Mm -hmm. whole year Mm -hmm. is interesting because that does feel better to me. And I think like four to, I'd say like a month feels like, I like to see things in months. And then I guess in kind of quarters, I guess that you'd have like one push and then two. That's why I like the client onboarding at once because it's like, let's onboard everyone, do all the work. And then for two months or three months, I just get to chill and do Mm -hmm. it. So yeah. even following that rhythm with those kind of three chunks to the year, if I'm onboarding it three times, mm-hmm. that was good as well.
1: So I think it was,
0: it's interesting to hear
1: that, so that push time view at the end of last year, start of this actually lasted for three months from the end of November through to uh, middle of yeah. February.
0: But there's Christmas. <laughs> there was Christmas, Stop, you are right. Time off Christmas. Um, but yeah, that was a, it was a lot. And I think that we should
1: think about how we can use that knowledge in your year planning mm. and in the flow of your year planning. So if you think, and that makes total sense, that you like the, the, the push to be at one time so that then you've got the season of trust to follow it and mm. that each quarter you want about one month of push and two to three months of trust and mm. flow let's think about how we can use that in your planning from September or your planning for a year. So we know that your onboarding times are January, May and September. Mm. So that means that really you want to be launching. Do you want to be launching
0: all your other stuff at those times as well? Yeah. I think the things lining up feels good to me, even in terms of like how I organize mine and Emily's projects we like it, and I find it because I don't manage her. But obviously, I, there's always things that I've got to be aware of with the work that she's doing. Knowing that, kind of in those push months, that's like our high contact month, and then outside of that, she's pretty self-sufficient, and we don't connect as regularly as we would. That flows into it too. Mm-hmm. So I guess even looking at the year, my only question mark as I look at the year, well, not any question mark, but one at the moment mm-hmm. is that the way I've looked at my coaching right now. Um, is that it would probably last for four months. It would be like a four to five months, depending on the client. And I guess looking at the months of the year, if I'm wanting to do three onboarding sets, which feels better than, I think two feels a bit like scarce. It'd, it'd be a bit rough to make someone wait like almost a whole year. Yeah. But I guess I'm figuring how does like keeping the boundaries in place, but onboarding people for like four month chunks, but still having all this stuff. Mm. What does that look like? Because I think there naturally would be overlap in that, and that feels okay. Yeah. But I don't. I want to make sure I'm not like it. It would be very me to go like ninety percent of the way with these <laughs> boundaries and then forget the final ten percent, and then it that throw everything off because yeah. suddenly I've got like twelve clients at once for two weeks of the year. So maybe
1: then after this session, there are a few sort of things that you
0: can think through
1: to figure out how you can mm. make this practical. So looking at the flow of onboarding in a year, flow of launches in a year, Mm. and protecting August at all costs. Yeah. And I would consider protecting your Mondays and Fridays, which is one of the (laughs) things that you, well... Let's see what comes out of the questions around what do you want to keep? What do you want to mm. let go of? And if there are some things that come out really strongly from that, say it is protecting your Mondays, or protecting mm. your Fridays or working 10 to 3 or whatever, adding that into how you plan your year with mm. those
0: protections or those new uh, routines in place. Yeah, I think in a way I need to just get like quite detailed now with yeah. actually what like if I'm looking at September 2020 to August 2021 like actually in an ideal world knowing that I'm in a position where almost I've, I think there's a shift isn't it where it goes from like oh I need to kind of just follow the business and follow the interest to, I feel like it's at a place where I can manipulate that to be more on my terms yeah what would that look like in an ideal world with coaching the six-week thing a retreat and the podcast and kind of then that other Mm -hmm. section to start with it's like that rocks first thing isn't it like to start with the ones that are actually my what I've realized are the most important things for me which is just my work and then coming up as well with boundaries around the way that I do other things like giving my time to others and which I love you know I want to do and connecting with other people whatever else making sure that that is accounted for as well feels important with making sure that I don't come up with this great plan and then that 10% I suddenly fill every Friday because I didn't think about whether I needed to take on as coaching clients so I could still do podcast recordings Mm -hmm. or something along those lines.
1: One of the things I've been talking to my four weeks of space people about is seeing those things as your basic needs. Mm. Yes, your basic needs are safety and security and a roof over your head. But in order to meet those basic needs and not send yourself insane, you have Mm. a set of basic needs that are around how you work and I think trying to shift your mindset so that you see these things as your part of your basic needs within your business Mm. and to support and protect yourself might help you to not let that 10% go and to to really protect those things that you know are important because Mm -hmm. you know you've been through a few years of ups and downs and rounds and rounds and Mm you don't want to go there again so now's the time to kind of yeah to see those those as a set of your basic needs that dictate how you how you want to work
0: yes yeah and it's almost just that combination isn't it like here's how I want to work and how I want that to feel and what I want that to do for me and here's all of the ways that I can work and I've kind of got to bridge the gap between the two where it's not like there's the ideal but I'm just going to go and follow All of these things and just do them however they happen. I think realizing that there's yeah boundaries to set around that feels important.
1: Well, I think if you think about these things as your basic needs, then when Mm. you come up with your different ideas of ways of working or products or services or whatever, then you can filter them through the criteria of your basic needs. Like Mm. if you could run them in a way that allowed you to continue to meet those basic needs, then great, that idea's a go. If Mm. it requires more of you than than you're willing to give, or if it would stop you from keeping those basic needs for yourself, then, you know, that's a tough question Mm. about, do I want to do it enough to sacrifice some of those basic needs?
0: Yes. Yeah. It gives you a really easy framework to work from. Yeah. So that you can measure stuff easily. And not just do it because it's shiny and fun. But <laughs> Or if you're doing it because it's shiny and fun, just feel aware that that's why you're doing it. Yeah. It's <laughs> a bad, <thing. laughs> bad thing when you have no clue why you're doing it. And you know that some of the shiny
1: and fun things, it sounds to me from what you said about you're doing less of the shiny and fun things, mm. but you're really happy, is that maybe the link between shiny and fun and happiness or establishedness is not as strong mm. It was or maybe yes. a month was,
0: yeah. No, I'd agree with that. Yeah, it's weird to be like just forced to chill out and then to realize that. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't need to
1: be. <laughs> all the time. That's a nice realization. When I was in my corporate life and I was like on the on the steep decline into mental health crisis, what I would hear from my colleagues all the time was, "You just need to chill out. You just need to calm down," and that just never. It is useful it's like when you are forced to chill out that as you say it you start to have a bit more clarity a bit more perspective a bit more space to
0: see things more clearly Um, yeah 100% yeah you just reassess everything it's so valuable Mm. obviously not worth it (laughs) but it's positive to, to see the good in it 100% and um talk to me about
1: some of the things that you've been doing that are for you. Like you've been TikToking. Yeah. Um, um
0: that's a bit of a like it's interesting because I that's actually That's hybrid. I know, and I'm a bit like I actually just don't don't really care that much. And to realise like, cool, I don't need to care. Like it's I I love creating content, but I think I'm just a bit like hmm, I do enough. I'll yeah, do enough. definitely. But that's a fun one. But yeah, I'm loving Knitting. I don't know where my knitting is. I love that you're knitting. Honestly, it's so long, it my scarf. Knitting. I mean, I who would have thought it?
1: Did that it's be like a tangible thing. Like, yeah. I think with knitting, like so my version of knitting is baking at the moment mm. um, and always has been, but um, yeah, something that fell off for a few years. I think it's like a physical act and there's an outcome, like a tangible mm. outcome.
0: Yeah, 100%. And just to be like, this is... Even with like tuning into, I don't know. I've just found it great. Just love knitting. Amazing. Just a knitter these days. So that's nice. And then just in terms of like exercise and yeah. actually looking after myself a bit more, that feels good too. Because I've realized like, oh, in a crisis, you have to look after yourself like 10 times more than you usually would. So I've been having to do all these things that I've always known I probably should do. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that even when I come out of this and probably my emotional needs are a little bit less, I keep these yeah. things going because I've seen the benefit of them. That's yeah. the hope.
1: Well, maybe like obviously, I'll put all this into a document, but um, yeah, have a think about not just in the business, but in your life, those mm-hmm. things that you want to keep hold of and let go of.
0: Yeah, um, exactly that. No, it feels good. So, really, I guess it's just around taking that September thought to the next level with all of this more kind of qualitative understanding and whatever, whatever's now in place. To just figure out actually what is that going to look like, yeah. And even weird thing, I keep when I come up with like the the money side Mm -hmm. of what I want or need these offerings to make to make me money. I don't actually think it's a limiting belief, but I just don't think I really want to go over the VAT threshold next year. (laughs) (laughs) Part of me is like, I should like if you've got capacity, don't push and push. But also, part of me is just like, why don't I just let myself keep within it? That doesn't feel negative it's uh it's like a trade-off isn't it like you
1: once you get over the vat threshold you enter a whole new world of administrative pain yes. so is it worth that administrative pain for an extra five grand or an extra 10 exactly. grand like where where is the um actually that might be a useful thing to consider like where does the trade-off become worth it mm. you need your projected income to be to make it worth it Yes, over the VAT threshold. So if you're, you know, projecting a couple of grand over it. Do
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, because I think part of me is like, if I'm going to push in the next year, that push figure would probably be like 100 100 grand. Like that to me would be like a real goal and that feels a big thing to work towards. But then also part of me is like, obviously 15 grand is a lot of money, but even just the money extra I'd be paying my accountant to do my VAT stuff is like a thousand pounds and then just the effort. And then also the possible loss of income by people not being able to afford paying plus VAT. Yeah. I think I might start my pricing working towards like 80,000 as a goal Mm -hmm. and then just know, you know, if it really feels like I can kind of push to say like 110 or 120, which I think would be around my figure of like, this is worth it. And, you know, I know the business can take it and I can be bothered for it. Yeah, I think I just needed to say that out loud because I kept yeah. being like, Alice, why are, you, why are you limiting it? But I think it just, it feels like it's that calm and that trust and mm. just like it could do more, but I'm I'm actually not that bothered about killing myself to get to that point. Like I've got many, many years to run and grow this yeah. business. The biggest change for September feels like it's less around the money and more around the business itself. Wow.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a really important decision or oh an important thing to think about and also mm. you don't need to make that VAT decision at the start of your business year you yeah, can, it's a rolling year so you can make it make that decision throughout the year and I would think about um you know when you're doing this work around the flow of the year and the seasons of push and trust mm. like maybe building in a little kind of point of review where you're like like you said do your planning based on below the VAT threshold mm-hmm. um but maybe there's a point of review in the year where you look back and think, okay, how did those, how did that balance of push and trust feel? Do yeah. I want to push more this end of the year? Mm. Where would that take me to in terms of that threshold? Is it worth it? Does it meet my 110, 120 mm-hmm. point at which it's worth it? And that might form a useful part of your kind of annual review process or even quartering.
0: Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it feels like this caused suit, like, great timing with almost just like naturally obviously the conversation would be okay let's take september to the next level but to be doing that with all of the learning curves that have come because of what's happened just feels like really great great timing yeah excited just figuring it out and it's quite nice as well to like still be talking about the end of this year yeah because i think for a lot of people like i'm i'm Staying sane by realizing that this is going to end, and by imagining the time where this is over. it's yeah. quite nice to be able, like, take that thought to the next, to the next level, and take it from just like things will change into September to like this is the plan. How I'm going to do to it. start marketing towards that and everything else. Yeah, feels good.
1: And again, I think that comes back to that trust in yourself. And I think maybe not today, maybe next time we can think about yeah. kind of. How do you maintain that trust? Because that that feeling will be shaken at times, and you—it's mm. like with the mental health triangle. You want to know how to get yourself back up to the top with your yeah. trust. You want to know how to get back to that place of trust. So, I can have, maybe have a think about that next time. But yes, I um, think okay, that's a good shout. Yeah, I think that that newly developed trust in yourself is really important mm. to allow you to think in the way that you are and not as you say, not be kind of feeling that you need to constantly be in a season of striving. Yes,
0: it's amazing. It's great. Well, there we have it. I hope you guys enjoyed listening in on that conversation. Uh, It was completely recorded as a general mentoring session and wasn't intended to go out. So I hope that you found maybe something interesting or helpful within what we talked about. But really, I've been trying to put into words my experience of what's going on right now. And when I finished that session, I just thought, if I could just put that live, that would say everything. And then I thought, why don't I just put that live? So massive thanks to Joe, who was up for me sharing that with the world. Massive thanks to you guys for tuning in. I will be back next next monday with an episode with my accountant it's obvious that the way i'm responding to this crisis is just to begin doing podcast episodes with my team so i'm slowly running out but some interesting conversations with my accountant are coming over the next few weeks to continue the money chat that's been happening over the last few months so until then i hope you have the best week and i will catch you over on instagram i'm sure